Welcome back to the Well Podcast. I'm really excited for you guys to hear this episode. I interview Michelle Grosser from michellegrosser.com and the Calm Mom Podcast. And Michelle is a somatic coach, and you're going to learn what that is today. You're also going to learn that you can expand your capacity. Um, She calls it increasing your capacity as a mom, that you're probably not going to lose things off of your plate. You're probably going to continue to get more, but when you have the tools to move those through your body, through somatic coaching, if you learn to acknowledge the state of your nervous system, you know how much that plays into your kids. And she's going to teach you just so many really great hacks for becoming just what her podcast says, a more calm mom. So I'm excited for you to hear this episode and I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Well Podcast, a safe place to find health and wholeness for your body, mind, and heart. My name is Kari Davis, growing up a pastor's daughter, being widowed at 38 with three little kids, being betrayed by those close to me, and now blending my family with a man that made my heart come back to life. I know that life can change and get derailed, but come to The Well, our online wellness collaborative where you will find restoration through wellness, inner healing, faith, and freedom. In the Bible, the woman at the well went for water, but when Jesus showed up with truth and healing, she got living water. So grab your bucket, a cup will not do, and join me at the well. It's time to refill, reset, and restore. Hi, Michelle. I'm so happy to have you here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So tell us all about your podcast, the women that you serve, a little bit about your history. You have like 16 jobs. So tell us all. (laughs) No wonder your podcast is the Calm Mom Podcast, right? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it does feel like I have 16 jobs. Oh, man. Yeah. So my podcast is the Calm Mom Podcast. And how did it come about? So mid-pandemic, I just had this kind of revelation, like I'm sure a lot of women have, that all over the women in my circle, particularly my friends who were moms and had small children that were now home because school was closed, um, were just all really struggling with so many new things, right? And all of a sudden, like things that we hadn't maybe faced for a long time, anxiety, these fears, overwhelm, burnout are starting to pop up and our relationships with our husbands are feeling a little rockier than usual. And there's just so much more added to our already full plates. And, you know, I've been practicing law for the last 10 years. So this is certainly not my, or it wasn't at least my wheelhouse. I'm like, man, how can I help? Like, I'm not a trained therapist. I'm not like, I don't know. I don't know how to help these women. I'm like, man, I could create a platform where I invite guests on who are experts in their field, who can speak life into these women and give them real practical handles. Um, So that's how it started. And then I spent 10 months last year in this really intensive master coach certification program where then I was able to learn all of the tools um, that I use now to help my coaching clients really manage and deal and navigate with a lot of those same things, just what it means to be a mom, all of the stuff that we're holding and how we can hold it all more gracefully um, without, you know, just the way I like to explain it is the ability to increase our capacity. 
So we can actually do more without it causing us additional stress. And that's the tools, that's the training, that's the coaching that I love to give. So we do some of that on the Calm Mom podcast. That's the coaching that I do. I'm still practicing law. My husband and I planted a church over the summer. So we're also passing oh my a church. Goodness. So it's like, it's nonstop. And I say that because it's a testament, I guess, to this work in that if I was asked to hold this much two years ago, five years ago, there's no way I would have been stressed out, overwhelmed and anxious mess. I know it. Um, but through learning how to work with my nervous system and do this somatic work and increase my capacity, um, I'm not going to say that every day is, is rainbows and butterflies and feels good. But for the most part, I'm able to hold so much more that I even surprise myself. Um, so a beautiful journey in the thick of it, for sure. I have two young kids, too. So oh, doing all the things. So what kind of law do you practice? Did that give you an insight into people or no? Well, I do property damage litigation, which is so random. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like working with insurance companies and roofers and plumbers and like all day long. So, it's, so I guess maybe in its own way, um, some insight into, you know, the inner workings of humanity, but nothing, nothing with like a psychology background or anything like that. Oh my gosh. So, and where yeah. do you live? Where are you? In I live in Miami. Yeah, I'm in Miami. Okay. I was going to say, so um, I'm in Naples. So we're just across Florida from each other. Yep. So you've probably been very busy since hurricanes. Yes. Yes. Yeah, super busy. I'm on your side of the state quite frequently. I have a lot of, a lot of clients there. So yeah, chasing oh. the hurricane. Well, let's get into this because I'm really excited to learn what you've learned, but you have studied somatic coaching. So what is that? Why is it important? And you're also going to talk about some mom rage, which um, I feel like I've over overcome a little bit, especially having kids older in age now, but I'm so excited to get into this. So what is somatic coaching? Yeah. So somatic coaching is really the practice of including your body and all of the wisdom that it holds, all of the emotions that it holds, everything that's going on pretty much from the neck down in our bodies through our life experience, right? So So often we go to traditional talk therapy or traditional coaching, and it's a lot of like talking through things and surface level stuff and really using our brain to try to process all of these things. Um, And that is effective to a certain extent, but there's so much going on beneath the surface, right? All of the rest of the wisdom that our body holds that we can really tap into to manage and deal with so much of life right our past experience and how it's affecting our current life experience so it's kind of like that tip of the iceberg thing where when we just talk about our problems we're dealing with what's present above the surface but when we do somatics and we actually go into the body and listen to the wisdom of the body that's everything under the surface of the water that whole huge chunk of the iceberg that's so often neglected so when it comes to our nervous system one of the ways that i like to I guess a metaphor that I use um, in explaining somatic coaching is like, imagine you had, you know, like when your kids are really little and you had one of those little like blow up pools in the backyard, like you just put the hose in it and it would just kind of fill up. Right. So we can imagine that that pool is our body, our somatic body. And every time we live through a life experience that has an impact on us, imagine that a beach ball gets thrown into that little kiddie pool. And over time, we've lived, you know, decades now of life experience 
our pools, our bodies are so full of all of these beach balls. And we're kind of like drowning in all of these beach balls. And we don't even have room to be able to go from beach ball to beach ball, which is life experience to life experience and assess it and decide like, is this something that needs some healing? Is this something that I'm ready to release and throw out of my pool? Is this something that I'm okay living with? Is it still serving me? But really being able to analyze all of those different life experiences because we're just bombarded with them. Our body is like holding so much stuff that it's so overwhelming to our nervous system. And when we do somatic work, we can actually identify where in our body we're holding this kind of stuff, right? We can feel tension. We can feel pain. We can, we can put our awareness on that and through sound and movement and um, breath, we can actually move that energy. And when we do that, we're actually increasing the size of that kiddie pool. We're increasing the size of our, you know, what we can hold so that we can actually navigate between those beach balls. We can hold more beach balls, which is really more of life without feeling like we're drowning in all of it. So it's really just the exploration of, how our bodies hold our life experiences um, since so, forever. So what's an example? Like what's something that we can do or practice? Yeah. So let's say movement? actual movement. Yeah. So let's, so first is awareness, right? Because I think so many of us are so disconnected. At least I was definitely my personality one being a very like logical type a kind of person. And then also my practice in law, which is all based around rules and logic and our, our <laughs> brain, right? That part of it. So for me, learning how to actually listen to my body, listen to my intuition and pay attention was something that was just never a practice for me. But the more I started to pay attention, that's the first step, right? It's just awareness. Like, wow, I noticed that I've had this, you know, pit in my stomach for maybe years that I've just ignored or thought that's just how it was. I noticed that, you know, I have a really bad headache for the last few days or I have so much, I carry so much tightness and tension in my shoulders and I get a massage once in a while, but you know, a couple of days later it's back and we're so quick to want to like kill the messenger really, which is what all of this stuff is that we don't take time to listen to the message. So it's yeah. like, okay, I'm feeling anxiety in my stomach. We can, you know, take, I don't know, some medication for it, which a lot of times that's a, that's a good and necessary remedy, but also we can pay attention to that feeling in the pit of our stomach and we can, you know, try to identify maybe what the root is and what it's trying to communicate to us. And we can literally, you know, tap on that piece of our stomach that kind of feels like it hurts and we can kind of sway and move that energy around and we can practice different kinds of breath work focused on that part of our body and we can you know sometimes it's feelings in our chest or in our throat and we can use different sounds to just cause that energy to actually move around and release um, so we have more space and we feel more light and we feel more open um, and if I'm being honest I feel like initially when I heard about all this stuff I was so skeptical because <laughs> it sounds really out there um, but I'm like you know what I'm here and I'm gonna give this a shot and what was so interesting to me is that after a few months of actually being aware of these sensations in my body and not just ignoring them anymore, but trying to do something about them, um, I would notice these these micro growths, I guess. But I would notice like, oh, you know, I'm really tired today. It's the end of the day. My kids are home and they're screaming. I'm trying to make dinner and my husband just did something that I know six months ago would have made me snap. 
And all of a sudden I noticed like, wow, I was actually able to just be like, you know, brush that off this time. And I wasn't just avoiding it, but it actually didn't trigger me. Like it probably would have six months ago. So different. So I just noticed that my triggers um, have started to heal as I started to pay attention to what my body is, is really trying to communicate to me. That's really interesting. So have you, have you been able to walk your, your children through this? Is this something that as mothers, um, we want to be calm, but to give our kids skill, these skills earlier, is there something that you could even walk through with your small children? Yeah, absolutely. So I think a lot of times where it comes up for me is one, when they're feeling, um, like really nervous or scared about something new. So like the first day of school, first day of dance class or you know, whatever it is, it just comes up for our kids. And for mine, I just try to have them identify like, okay, I get it. We have school. Tomorrow's the first day. Like, how is that feeling in your body? And just really having them, helping them to grow an awareness of how things are showing up in our body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your stomach feels tight today, right? Maybe you feel those butterflies in your chest. Maybe your heart feels like it's racing a little more. Your hands feel a little sweaty today, right? It's a little different than usual. And just having them connect how their stress is showing up in their body um, instead of just saying something like, yeah, it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. It's going to be a good day. You have a good teacher, right? Sometimes we're, we want to do that, but teaching them where it shows up in their body and then what they can actually do to help release that. So I you know we can teach our kids from a really young age, like, you know, when you feel that coming up, you can take some really deep breaths, just teaching them basic breath work. Um, shaking works really good for young kids. So you can like put on a song, a fast paced song and have them really just like shake out all of their limbs and jump around. And all of that is actually moving energy through their body and allowing them to release some of that stress that they're physically holding. Um, things like stuffed animals. Yeah. Just so many practices that you can kind of help them. But the biggest one really at that is it just, just help bring an awareness to how things are showing up in their body. Cause that's cueing them what's going on. Well, yeah, then we wouldn't be stuffing things as long as some of us have, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so I'm really excited to to get into mom rage. So how would you define it? Um, and why do you think it's a term that's being used more mm. often? Yeah, it is. I know, I feel like every time I go on Instagram or something, I see some meme, right? Like some motherhood account about mom rage. And I'm like, I, I feel like I kind of have mis- mixed feelings about even the term because I feel like it's another thing we're like throwing on moms like almost like it's a disease right like oh now she has she's doing all this and now she has mom rage <laughs> it's like oh my god oh my goodness um and it really stems from just you know the mental load that we're carrying as women it stems from the unrealistic expectations that society and us are doing all of the things without that village that was happening 50 years ago or hundred years ago or forever when women were not raising their children and their families um, so distant from their families of origin or just so isolated. So it's no wonder that, you know, all of that can cause us to irritability and moments of rage. Um, And the reason that that's happening is because we all have a window of tolerance, right? We all have a range within which our nervous system can manage things without it sending us, you know, either really up, which is that ragey feeling or really down, which is that feeling of just being like numbed out, burnt out, not like wanting to withdraw, not wanting to engage. Mm -hmm. Um, So both ends of the spectrum. So 
Yeah, there's external factors, there's internal factors, and those are both things that we can try to focus on when we're feeling ragey, um, because the truth is it really happens to the best of us. And I think you're right, as our kids get older, they're just more independent, and it's a little less ragey, I guess. But man, we're so stimulated when they're young, and they need so much from us. Um, And their nervous systems, until the age of seven, we actually share a nervous system with our children. So when they're, when, you know, when we're feeling a little bit up, they're feeling a little bit up. And when we're feeling a little bit down, they're feeling a little bit down. And really, we really feed off each other. So that's a lot of pressure, right? That's a lot of weight. That's a lot that we carry um, in addition to. That's so interesting. To- I've never heard that before. I, I know that, especially as infants, like your infant yeah. especially feeds off of you so much. But I didn't realize it went on that long. Right. And then they start to really be able to independently regulate their own nervous systems. But for the first you know, few years, they're really dependent on us to set that temperature. So when we're all up, we're all up, which is a lot. And when we're all down, we're all down. It's a lot. Yeah. Well, and I just remember just that's why I talk so much about self-care on the Well podcast is yeah. that I just like you said, I poured so much on. And I would just snap. I actually wrote an email about it and was very honest about a day that I just remember standing in the front yard and screaming at the dog and screaming at the kids. And I just, you know, it brings up so much shame (laughs) because, you know, you're just out of control. But yeah, definitely getting the tools to be able to help yourself sooner than later. That's really the reason for my podcast, too, is that I just didn't have any tools to cope. Yeah, and I know. I feel like we're under we're so under resourced as moms these days with the things I think that actually matter. Like we can listen to 100 audiobooks and like all the Instagram accounts and the books and read the blogs and all of these things. But then like we find ourselves still having those moments where we're on the front yard yelling at everyone. It's happened to me, too. Um, and it does. It brings up so much because we really care. We really want to show up in the best way that we can for our families. Um, so it's it's hard for us when we're when we have moments that are less than stellar in our own minds. But like you were saying, it really comes down to real self care, right? Not necessarily a mani pedi or a massage or facial. Those oh, are beautiful man. things, and I love them. But true self care, holistic self care, which I know is your wheelhouse, um, is really a game changer. Yeah. yeah. Um, Absolutely. And it's, I'm just so glad to be giving. I feel like when I was a young mom, Pinterest was all the rage and it was the Pinterest birthday parties and just uh, adding pressure upon pressure upon pressure. Everybody was running. Like we were all doing five K's. We were all having like all these parties. And I'm sure that there were people screaming from the rooftops, um, ways to take care of yourselves, but I was not listening. (laughs) So how am how important is it to be aware of the state of your nervous system? Again, you always, you, you have these little twists to stuff that we talk about, but the state of your nervous system, um, and to have a few, few tools to regulate when we feel ourselves becoming dysregulated. So can you speak to that? Yeah, sure. So the way, and I, I teach this with my kids and I think it's a good metric for all of us is really to think of our nervous system as like a stoplight system. And we can notice when we're in the green, which is when we're well regulated and we're operating and we feel calm and we feel like we're in control and we feel like we can manage everything that we're holding. And then the key is to be able to notice how this stress, this dysregulation 
shows up again in our bodies when we start to move to that yellow light zone, which is when we're starting to become dysregulated. So I know for me, like when my kids are like hanging all over me and it's the end of the day and I'm just touched out, like I can feel myself literally just like closing in and I can feel the tension and I can feel like my heart rate starts to rise and it almost feels like it's hard to breathe. And I know that I'm very close to getting to that red zone where I will just snap, right? Or, or turn on the mom rage, it'll just come out of me. So the key is that the more we become aware of how our particular bodies start to display stress, maybe it's that we become, you know, we feel a lump in our throat. Maybe it's that we feel like our eyes start to fill up with tears. We feel really frustrated. Uh, maybe it makes us, you know, feel like we're covered in goosebumps or we start to get sweaty. Like if, the more we notice how our body, our particular bodies start to show that, then we can catch ourselves and use the tools that we have to bring ourselves back to green before we get to that red mom rage, just losing it, snapping, all of those things that we all want to avoid. And as far as what you use to regulate, you know, there's so many regulation resources. You can even just Google like regulation resources. But what I like to coach is that, you know, get yourself a list and then start to just try some of them and find three or four that really work for you um, so that you have them in your back pocket. And these are not practices that should take you 10 minutes, 20 minutes, like when you've got kids going and dinner and school and homework and all this stuff, like you got 30 seconds to regulate yourself, right? You need something that works quickly. So maybe you recognize you're getting into that yellow, you move away, distance yourself from your kids. Maybe you have a particular, you know, 30 second breath work exercise, or you know that if you splash your face with cold water, or you know that there's a particular weighted blanket that you use that really helps your nervous system to regulate whatever those things are you go get your quick quick regulation bring yourself back so you can you know re-enter your home your family society um from a regulated place yeah absolutely yeah practicing that power of the pause and then paying that forward to our children would would change would change everything yeah, I've even empowered my kids to like tell me when they think I need a pause. Cause sometimes you're in it and you're like, it comes so fast, right? You're like, whoa, where did that come from? But now my four year old will be like, Mom, I think you need a deep breath. And I'm like, You're so right. I'll be right back. <laughs> I'll like walk away. <laughs> like sometimes it gets me, but I'm like, She's right. She's totally right. She saw it. Okay, but can I you take away that. that permission when they're teenagers? <laughs> <laughs> I revoke that card. Give it back. Exactly. This this pass is good for five years, and then you have yeah. to turn it in. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, no, actually. Um, oh, actually, I mean, especially as teenagers, if they are if they learn these things when they're younger and and are able to have those skills, it's just that would make such a huge difference, especially with everything coming at them with social media. Oh yeah. So speaking of, probably, um, you coach your clients about fixing the glitches. Mm. Is that different than being in yellow? Is a glitch? It is. It is different. Um, when I talk about the glitches, I'm usually talking about parts of our just daily lives, our daily routines, where we are aware of it. We notice that those are consistently where we find ourselves getting dysregulated. So if we find that every morning, you know, five minutes before we're supposed to get out the door, I'm just every day I'm losing my ever loving mind at that time. There's a glitch there that needs to be fixed. So that's, yeah, those are the glitches. Okay. Yes. That's yeah, exactly. 
And I think those are when your kids do get more self-sufficient, that kind of takes care of them. I think that's why I feel less dysregulated um, older, but I also take so much better care of myself than I did when they were little. So how important do you feel self-compassion? I love linking self-compassion and self-care actually. So how important is that to you um, in motherhood? Yeah, I do too, because I think self-compassion is a form of self-care, right? It is. And I think, man, we're, I think when we stop and we look at our days and we look at everything that we're managing for through a lens of compassion, we see that those moments that we showed up, not in a way that we wanted to, less than stellar, um, is one that we're, we one, we were dysregulated, right? But then two, everything that we're doing is in service of some unmet need. So at some point, right, like let's say we lose it on, I don't know, our spouse for leaving wet towels on the floor again in the bathroom, right? It's because we probably have a need for order that we've never been aware of or properly communicated in a loving and effective way. Um, so, you know, we're getting triggered by these things. So when we can see that the way in which we're showing up is because of some unmet need, I think we can turn so much compassion on ourselves and then communicate those needs um, and really move through those triggers in a healthy way. But when we're continuing to be hard on ourselves and judgmental and that inner critic comes in and all of these things, it's just shutting everything down. So it's really hard to see clearly. It's really hard to move effectively. It's really hard to do any healing from that place. Um, so just extending ourselves compassion is it is, it's really beautiful self-care. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and especially as people of faith, we get to model that to our families to admit that we're wrong, to confess our own sin, to ask for forgiveness, that, that beautiful, repentant cycle is the ultimate self-compassion and then we model that and it changes the dynamic of our whole family so it's yes but thank you for opening up my eyes I I guess I didn't think I do see that your body holds so much but Mm -hmm. um to more diagnose almost the root of where it's exhibiting itself feels like an (laughs) aha even though I even teach about it, you know, is your stomach tight? Is your, but, but I didn't think of the reason why maybe that started to happen and especially how it's related to maybe something that you're trying to control or something in your personality that is, it's probably going to come up again and again. Yeah, it will. And the thing that's so interesting about somatics is that we don't even have to really know the deepest root cause. Like maybe I don't necessarily know or understand again, in my conscious mind, what's going on in my stomach or why I have that huge pit, but just allowing myself to feel it, right? To feel it, to heal it, feel it, move it. You'll find that you start to feel relief without even understanding why it's there. So fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. And that we're we're given all of these tools. Well, thank you so much for, for breaking that down for us. So tell the audience, where to find you? I know on the Calm Mom podcast, but do you do social media? Do you do, is there anywhere else that they can follow or find you? Do you have a website? We do. We have a website at michellegrosser.com. And on that website, there's actually a quiz called the personality patterns quiz. Um, I, I've gotten so much good feedback about it. It's really enlightening. There's five personality patterns 
And when you take this quiz, the landing page will tell you your personality pattern. And it'll also tell you probably all the ways that your pattern is showing up in motherhood and in your life and kind of some tools and what you can do to recognize your pattern and, and start to heal it. So that's really cool. Uh, michellegrosser.com. And then we have a Facebook group, the Call Mom Collective, um, the podcast. I am on Instagram, michellegrosser.coach. With all that I'm holding, I do not have a lot of time to be hanging out on Instagram. Um, but once in a while, we do put information on there about all of our podcast episodes and, you know, some fun reels and some education on there. Um, but that's where you can find us. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for, for being on. We will definitely um, click follow on her podcast, subscribe, um, leave a review that helps so much. And thank you for the work that you're doing for us moms. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's been my pleasure. This was really fun. <laughs> I hope that you are feeling refilled after being at the Well podcast. Please take a second and fill out a review. This is the only way that we know if you're enjoying the podcast and what you're enjoying about it. Also subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes. And we would love to have you in our Facebook community group. The link is in each episode. We are better together at the well.